Welcome back, Bet the Juice Podcast. Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday here. Connor, I'm sorry, but college football is officially over with. I hate you. Until August. I hate you. I understand that. Monday I ha- night. I have a little bit of a boost in March once spring games start going on. but Yeah, you get. I mean, there's the news. There's always going to fall, but no games up until August. I hate you. Just to keep reminding you. Monday night. Connor, the college football's biggest stage, the national championship. Georgia, 65, TCU, 7. Wolf times we a million. did this podcast for how many goddamn weeks? Building this up all season long for the final showdown, and it's 65 to fucking 7. Just complete and utter domination by Georgia. I mean, my God, Georgia, first team to go back-to-back since the 2011-2012 Bama team, outgained TCU 589-188. to And I honestly don't don't know where that 188 yards was. It Obviously, came, it they came had on the, one big play they to had Darius. The, uh, uh, I, fuck, I forgot his name. You know, I know. I think everybody knows who you're talking about. The yeah. broken play in the first quarter when they were yeah, down we're 10 bo- open. Yeah, where both the corners went with Quentin Johnson and left Darius Davis wide open. Uh, yeah, at 445 in the first quarter, TCU scored a touchdown to make it 10-7. to Georgia proceeded to shut them out. 55 to nothing. I mean, just looking at Georgia's drive chart, it literally went touchdown, field goal, touchdown, 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 punt, which was first drive of the second Second. half. Touchdown, 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 end of game. Like, insane. TCU had absolutely no answer. Like, it seemed like if they wanted six, they basically called a play. They could call Georgia could call a play for how many yards they wanted and they could get it every single time. Yeah, they literally did whatever they wanted on offense and made sure D- TCU could do absolutely nothing on offense. I mean, just like it like I just said, utter domination. I like I could like I was on the over. I'm like there's no way I am cashing this unless Georgia does it all on their own. And Georgia fucking did it all on their own. Yeah, and dude, I had some parlays, like some, some like, what we call them, like, maybe there's a chance parlay. The Probably Vegas. not going to We hit. have yeah, the, the Vegas, Vegas parlay. prop parlay. Yeah, like, to win a bunch of money. Like, they were all literally dead because they were mixed. They were mixed. They had uh-huh. TCU players in Georgia, and TCU gave you nothing. Yeah, literally, I all of my TCU ones were dead except for Max Duggan rushing touchdown. Like, yeah, that one hit for me too. R.I.P. to anybody that had his over rushing yards. Negative thirty. Hey, fuck you, pal. Oh, did you? I gave it, it oh, out. Oh right. Well, I thought he was gonna have I to do shit that. with his legs, and yeah, he did shit shit with his legs. Lost like forty yards. He was negative thirty-eight. In the God damn, and. Anybody that listened to me, though, you know you made some money with Stetson Bennett hitting his over-rushing yards on literally three carries for 39 yards and two fucking touchdowns. I mean, I what a final game from Stetson Bennett. I just gave out the rushing stats, but 18 for 25, 304 yards, four touchdowns. Sliced TCU up so often. And like I talked about when we were leading up to this game, 
Darnell Washington's health was big for me because when you have Bowers and Washington out there, that's hard for the three three five to defend. And then you look at what Brock Bowers did in this game. Seven reception for 152 yards and a touchdown. They just couldn't he, fucking he stop him. He is so it. fucking good. He is an ultimate fucking Yeah, we're going to end up eventually talking about some of the players that for next year that they're not draft eligible this year, but if they were, they'd probably be drafted and probably in the first round. Brock Bowers is on that fucking list. Like, the dude's a tight end, and they were running, like, sweeps with him. I mean, they like, he's literally, he does everything. It's not just with the catching. He also runs the fucking ball, and he does it phenomenally. And like you said, like, I mean, Georgia literally could get anything they wanted offensively. On the flip side, the Georgia defense stepped up, too. TCU, like you said, only 188 yards, 36 rushing yards. Like, Duggan was, life was hell the entire game. It was, and he got hit. Pretty hard a lot of times. Like, just rough game for TCU. I don't think it would have mattered because I think the, the talent differential here was just ginormous. Like, TCU, for one, was running out these linebackers that looked like they played in the 80s and were not going to keep up with the Georgia defenders. But, it, like I said, it wouldn't have mattered. But even from the start, Duggan looked... Like the stage, like the lights were a little too bright. Yeah, you kind of saw it from like the first play. There was like false start, I do believe, and it was like, oh, was is the limelight too much for TCU? Granted, Georgia on their first drive, first play, they had a false start too, but proceeded to go down and score a touchdown. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's it sucks because this was such a great year by TCU, but to end on this kind of rough yeah that's it's it's tough and you could kind of tell like i ended up watching the whole game you could just tell from the body language very early that tcu knew they were outmatched yeah and i you hear the stories all the time it's like oh this team comes back all this blah 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 like they're not going to be scared of this i'm scared of that it's the national title game like you I don't care how good you look. Like, there's going to be some nerves, and they were never able to get over them at all. Yeah. I felt really terrible for not only the players, obviously. They're the ones that are really going to be hurting, but just the fans that paid money to go to that game. Yeah, to fly from Texas to Los Angeles, spend thousands upon thousands, and to watch that. A lot of, like, a lot of videos coming out at TCU. Please tell me you saw the one of the younger dude after – TC scored their first touchdown. He was like screaming at all the Georgia fans, like, Y'all quiet now. Y'all no. quiet now. <laughs> no, I thought you were gonna bring up the player that when it went into the fourth quarter was still holding the oh, fours I love that guy. <laughs> I love that guy too. Like get always That's gotta awesome. remember his fourth quarter. I man. love that. Game could change in a heartbeat. I saw that live and I was like, I I was like that, <laughs> I that dude. Too. I'm like, buddy, you I love you, man. But th- it does suck though, in hindsight, because this is a season that we're going to remember. I mean, we're going to remember it more for the 65 to seven than this thir- before tonight, before Monday, 13 and one, like unbelievable TCU season. Yeah. And I hate like that. I kind of said it when we talked about the playoffs, we had two phenomenal playoff games. We normally have a blowout and the blowout came in the national championship of epic proportions. So yeah, that's how we cap off. The college football season. 
uh, it sucks. But... Start, it started with what was it, forty nine to three, the Oregon Georgia game. Oh yeah, yeah. And ended it with sixty five to seven with Georgia again. Yeah, and honestly, like looking at their schedule for next season, like Georgia's gonna be in it again. Like no, they're they're not gonna go anywhere. They're no, they are. I don't. Uh, I know a lot of people are already putting them on that pedestal of they are the team now. I do believe that now. But also, I just still feel like we're, we're giving up on Bama too fast. Right now, I'd honestly say that Tier 1 is Bama and Georgia. Yeah, I think everybody would agree with that. And I think... I think, I think that, a cu- couple more years of maybe a down, a quote-unquote down version of Bama, then we can kind of reassess that but as of still i mean bama's still there yeah i mean they, but, I mean, they put but georgia has year. caught up i mean go 40 years without a national championship and then go back to back yeah and with back to back with stetson bennett too like is mm-hmm. yes he's a he's a good college quarterback he's not a great college quarterback mm-hmm. like he's nothing spectacular but like i mean bama he's, did that forever he's got two national championships i mean dude it's it's some of the shit gets a freaking annoying with him though. The way they cover him, like the dude's twenty five. Yeah, like it. It got it eventually was getting on my nerves. He's out here like flexing. I'm like, homie, like you're twenty five. Like calm down. Like yes, that's awesome, and I would probably be in the same spot. Yeah, but not having a dog in the fight, I'm like, this is like getting on my nerves. I get it. I and get it, it. And he's like, just looks so damn corny. Like it just it, something rubbed me the wrong way about it. But like. Like Alabama did, they won national titles with like AJ McCarron, Greg McElroy, McElroy. Who was the one Florida State kid that transferred? In? Coker. Yeah, Coker. Like not, and then suddenly he now Saban has like Tua, and then goes to Bryce. Yeah. Like, is Bama gonna get into that? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know much about Beck, the kid that came in to fill in for Bennett, but does it really matter when you see how good that offense was able to go? Like, Munkin deserves a lot of credit for how, like, I know when you think about Georgia, you immediately think about Kirby Smart with being, like, the ringleader of the defense and always having a good defense. But Munkin deserves a lot of credit for getting this offense to where it is and to use the weapons to the their highest ability. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, I don't want to rub this in, I promise you. But does it does it hurt as an Ohio State fan like that we should be the national champ? Like if you, yeah, it does, it does. Because this Mi- was probably going to be very similar. I mean, it, they, it wouldn't but be TCU 65. probably scores more points yes. in my opinion, but but like the offense could put up sixty five. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's tough. It's a tough pill to swallow, especially beating Georgia for as long as we were, and then to lose it the way that we did. Yeah, it's tough, but also. Like when you, I, I, I want to know what how how Michigan fans are dealing with this. Yeah, I didn't even think about the flip side. Yeah, like I know there that a lot of people have been. I I know there were Ohio State fans, the dumb ones that I try to ignore are part of our fan base, but they're part of every fucking fan base. Like complaining that they should we that we should have won the national championship. Yeah, we should have won the national championship, but we missed the kick. George, like, I mean, it, it's it's a very tough pill to swallow, but, but it is what it is. We had a shot. 
Okay, so I'm looking now at the look ahead for Georgia. Like you said, they're gonna they're here to stay, and they're a house. Their schedule next year is is cake. Oh, so you've seen it before? Yes. Okay. Yes. UT Martin, win. Ball State, win. South Carolina, win. UAB, win. At Auburn, win. Kentucky, win. At Vandy, win. Florida, win. Missouri, win. Tennessee, win. At Tennessee. Ah, uh, okay, okay. That's where things get a little bit shaky. And then because also by that point Tennessee's going to be hitting their stride. Milton, Milton or Nico will be the established starter. Who, whatever the situation is there, even though I think it's Milton's job to lose. But by then, like, who knows where this Tennessee team is? But also at the same time, that's such a fucking cake schedule. Yeah, they're like they have no like they're not. Uh, well, now like we forget about. We keep thinking about Kentucky as this bad team. We gotta remember they do have Leary now, so they could be more worried if it was at yeah, Kentucky it, too. I mean, we're still like a long way from the season starting. We don't know what happens in the portal or anything like that. Opt outs, blah 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 blah. But just looking ahead, I, I have no reason to believe that Georgia won't be in the playoff. Yeah, I mean, just looking at the schedule, their win total is gonna be eleven and a half. Mm-hmm. And the over is going to be minor, or going to be juice, like yeah. m- most likely is going. Yeah, to be. it's going to bait you into taking the under. But I mean, take a look at these road games: Auburn, Vandy, Georgia Tech. I mean, o- obviously, we don't like Auburn's been doing so much work in the portal. We don't know what to expect in under head co- new head coach with Freeze. God only knows what's going to happen there. But at the same time, like. Like no, this they're going up against. I don't even want to call them Bama 2.0, but like when it comes to the recruiting, like they basically are. They, I mean, they, there's four and five stars all over the place. So you could get as many transfers in as you want to compete with that. They had a lot of freshmen playing in this national championship and getting a lot of time. Like I just. I find it hard to believe that. I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with Bama as far as like who wins the SEC and stuff like that. But I, even if Georgia goes through that schedule and say they like lost to Bama in the SEC championship, they would still have a very good case to probably be the, a fourth team in there. All right, let me ask you this question here. I heard it from another show, and I'm just curious what your point of view is. So. As the season wraps up here, not to rub it in again on TCU a little bit, they played for a national title. They earned to get there. But how many teams, if you had to rank them, like where would you probably rank them? Because I don't think they're better. TCU? Yeah. Are we saying like way too early 2023? No. Or how how the final ranking should be? No, just in general. Like how oh. far do you think they should like who's better than TCU? Because I think Georgia is, I think Ohio State is, I think Bama is, I think Michigan beats them nine times out of ten. They play that game over with. Tennessee is better than them. And then Penn State's probably right on par. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're about right. I mean this like we kept saying, like how long until this luck starts to run out for TCU because while I love TCU, been backing them all season. There were there was so much luck in a lot of their games that they ended up winning, especially with like injury luck with quarterbacks, and just like I I forget the amount of the number of one possession games that they were in. I'm pretty sure it was like 
seven and one this season in one score games, but we've also seen on the flip side when you're in those one score games, you could be like fucking Nebraska and be three and nine. Yep. So there's a lot of variance when it comes to this TCU game. It just so happened that a lot of those games, the like the high variance went in their direction. The ball bounced in their direction for so long. This was just the one time they didn't. Yeah, my final power rating still ha- for one Texas ain't leaving. Where Texas five, finished right? seven, seven. They're not leaving the top ten. I did, it does have Utah better, which I think that would be a really good game. Yeah, Kansas State better, which Kansas State did beat them. Yeah, valid. LSU is ahead of them, but that's probably because they just beat the piss out of Purdue, and then TCU just yeah, got the piss beat out of them. Purdue team. So I don't know if I really agree with that one, but I do think they probably were around six to seven. Nah, I mean, I get it. But they won the games that were in front of them. They, you can't take anything away from them. That was a phenomenal season. It just sucks. Because like we talked about last week, we talked about from what that program was playing in the WAC and Mountain West and now playing for a national title game, and that's probably what we're going to remember, the 65-7, to 7, not the run-up into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's tough. I mean, but at the same time, You've already done this with your coach. I think there's good chance that, especially with how the Big 12 is looking with, like, Texas and Oklahoma leaving, that gives TCU a chance to potentially run the Big 12. So, who knows? Maybe they could, like, when the t- we get to 12 teams, TCU might have yeah. a shot again. 100%. <coughs> well, Connor, I know you're a big college football fan, but that's going to wrap up. Hey, we got news to talk the tw- about. No, the 2023 oh, okay, season. Okay. Sorry, sorry. But this is a gambling show. And, yes, starting next week, this is going to be moving a lot more towards college basketball. There's going to be a lot more of that talking about because this is a basketball show too. But we are gamblers. This stuff right here that we're going to go over, the news and notes from the off season. This is a lot of this is how you make your money during the season too. Yes. Yes, you can always predict what happens, and it might, you might be completely fucking wrong. And then you learn by week six, this team, team A sucks. They're not as good as I thought. But doing this research and stuff like that is going to be very vital. And especially if you're handicapping. I mean, that's for basketball. It's what I basically do is I'm following the complete offseason where everybody's moving. Like, you're going to have to know. Yeah. So just to hit on some of the news that has happened since our last podcast, uh, Mayan Williams announced that he will be back for a fourth year at Ohio State. Pretty big Pretty good, big get to have the whole running back room back. Hopefully, they can all stay healthy this year. And I'll just go through. Was this was this one you expected, or I wouldn't nice say I expected it, but I thought there could be a chance that he capitalized and went pro. But I mean, with him, Travion, get Evan Pryor healthy, Dallin Hayden. I mean, he was great as a freshman. Still good running back class, uh, running back room at Ohio State. Now, unfortunately for me, uh, Paris Johnson, Luke Whipler, and uh, Dewan Jones have all announced that they are going pro. So we're missing our left tackle, center, and right tackle. I think those were pretty expected, though. Plus, our quarterback hasn't announced that he's going pro yet. I'm telling you right now, CJ Star has not come back to school. Just saying. All right. Kind of big transfer portal news for the two of us. Brandon Armstrong to NC State. 
I'm pretty sure you called this. Yeah, as soon as they hired the Syracuse OC, who was the Virginia OC, Anai, who had his best year with Brennan, I can only imagine this is going to be great. Mm-hmm. I hope. Yeah, I, I was mean, excited for like NJ purposes, but obviously, like, I like you have a known, co- more of a known commodity in Brendan Armstrong instead of trusting NJ, who was just like kind of thrusted in there. But yeah, I'm also going to completely throw out last season for Brendan Armstrong. Like the line was so goddamn bad. It was every it was. single time I would turn one of their games on. I'm like, oh, but maybe this is the week they block. And then as soon as you turn it on, he's running for his life. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm done. that was literally every game it seemed like. Like, if you want the real Brennan Armstrong, look two years ago. Yeah. Uh, big news for Florida State. Jared Verse back for another year. This was a guy who did have first-round hype, even top 15 hype. What a big get for Florida State. We were already high on this Florida State team going into next year with Jordan Travis. This might be... I don't want to say it, but say it. on the sub, on the same frame of Jordan Travis coming back, I oh, think yeah. this. I, but also, I think this could take them to another level. We were thinking like ACC. They said, "Fuck that, we're going. We're trying to make a run for the playoff." I mean, this is phenomenal for FSU. Uh, a couple of other players announcing that they will be coming back. Cam rising back for another year at Utah. Kind of expected it, but glad to know that he's going to be coming back for another year. We love our Utah Utes. Uh, surprising news, in my opinion, Blake Corum back for another year at Michigan. Yeah, I did not see that one coming. I did not either. I thought he was a for sure thing gone going to the pros, but I almost, I almost kind of wonder if, like, if he stayed healthy throughout the season. I think he's going pro. I think. The injury kind of dinged him and had him dropping in drafts. But still, I mean, he's a talented running back, and I'm going to hate every minute of him being back at Ohio, back in Michigan. Yeah, I think that guarantees they're going to be the preseason favorites of the Big Ten now. Yeah. Uh, another piece of news. Jalen Carter has announced he will be going pro. And just to stick with Georgia, uh, Darnell Washington has announced that he will be going pro. So shockers yeah i mean washington Dar- maybe it's shot but i mean Jalen i mean Carter. darnell's got a chance to be like early second round pick potentially but jalen carter was going to be one of the first three guys probably drafted yeah at least top yeah, five he's got yeah i mean he's de- got a definite shot to be number one assuming praying on all that is holy that the bears trade out of number one just build around justin I mean, they could, I mean, this is an NFL podcast, but they could go defense first. I, I mean, mean, we're going to talk draft but. a lot after basketball. Season. Yes. But, uh, Let's say, hold your horses there, bud. All right, next piece of news. Uh, Spencer Rattler coming back for another year. I mean, I kind of, like, had expected this early, and then it was, like, that he was go- he was leaving for the draft, and then he announces that he's back. Problem is... That South Carolina team has been hit hard by the portal and is kind of a shell of themselves. Had Marshawn Lloyd end up hitting the portal, he has announced that he is going to be transferring to USC. So he's going from USC to USC. This was a joke because I didn't really laugh, but 
You're an asshole. <laughs> but keep going. But yeah, I mean, still, for Rattler to come back, that's good news for South Carolina and Beamer. Uh, last piece of news, uh, Treshawn Ward, the FSU running back, had hit the portal and has announced that he will be going to Kansas State, and I love this so much. So what, let me ask you this. What? This is not exactly related to what you're talking about, but I, I do the same thing when it comes to when I bet on teams. I get I fall in love with players and fall in love with the team. When those players leave, do you still hold something for them in there? Like you still have some love for that school? Like is Deuce Vaughn's gone. Mm-hmm. Martinez is gonna be gone. Yeah. Oh, I'm sticking with. You're him. still gonna be a Kansas State guy. Oh yeah. Okay. I bought. I mean, I bought so much Kansas State shit after winning the, uh, um, Big Twelve championship bet. Got a very nice hoodie, nice little Deuce Vaughn NIL shirt. That that's another thing we haven't got as personal, but since I mean, there's so much football going on, but that's. We literally will win money gambling and then just reinvest it into more ways to gamble. Yes. TVs, yes. Roku's, gear. Yes. That's literally all it is. It's yeah. just reinvestment. Well, as you can tell, we are stupid. Yes, 100%. But, yeah, I mean, as far as the news, that's really been... Oh, wait, I forgot one other piece because this kind of broke right before we started recording. Brandon Streeter has been fired as Clemson's offensive coordinator. So they're going to be in the market for an offensive coordinator. God only knows what they're going to do. Probably promote with him. I mean, that is the constant way. That's literally what they do every Jeff single Scott's time. Jeff Scott's going back. Where's he at now? Well, he was fired from USF. Oh, he's back. 100%. He's that, that, that's the most dab move I've ever heard. Yeah. I mean. All right, so it's going to put a book on your college football season, Connor. We're moving on to the best sport. You're such a douche. in the world. You're such an ass. College basketball. <laughs> so I think we're gonna do for the picks for this one. We're mostly gonna be releasing like Saturday slates and then some during the week. With Ken Palm, luckily when lines aren't out yet, we can basically run things off of them because they're. I mean, ninety nine percent of the time the point, the lines off of one or two. You've been watching a little bit of basketball since the football's died down when there's not a bowl game, correct? Yes. yes. Let's give everybody just a quick update on how the world of college basketball is working. All right, it's wide open, but Houston's going to fucking win it all. Yes, there is five teams that I think have probably separated themselves from everybody else. Mm-hmm. And that is Houston. Yes. Kansas. Yes. Tennessee. Yes. But, 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 but that's a big but. Are but, we really trusting Barnes in the tournament? I don't know. I don't Pretty sure the Sweet 16 is as far as he's ever been. Has he even made the Sweet 16? He's made the Sweet 16. Okay. I know that. I'm pretty sure the Sweet 16 was with KD. He did that then. He also went to the Sweet 16 with... Okay, let's think about more, though, when he's been with Tennessee. He hasn't gotten them to the Sweet 16, has he? No, no, no. They lost to... Last year, they lost to... um, Shit, I can't remember who they lost to. Oh, my God, neither can I. Um, I'll look it up there, but I, rem- I remember Oregon State. The Oregon year State beat them. Yeah, but uh-huh. I do not believe who the fuck did they? They were a. Was it Peters? No, no, no. No, they got upset in the second round. Who the fuck was it? I will find that right now. This is great podcast. It's so good podcast. Who? I want you. I'm gonna pull it up, and I want you to. 
I want you to have a guess here of who this is. I'm going to need at least need a conference. Yeah, I'm going to give you a conference. I'm not an animal. You're a piece of shit sometimes, but... I mean, normally, yes. So, Tennessee got eliminated last year by... Oh, I mean, I... To be honest with you, I don't really remember this game too much. There is one part of me that does because there was a giant parlay. One of our friends told me to bet. He's like, just do it. I'm like, I'm not wasting $3, and it actually ended up worth hitting. Hunter Dickinson was the one that cashed it for me. We lost to Michigan. Oh, okay. 76 to... But that was also... Michigan was what? 11 seed. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I don't... I mean, honestly, to be honest with you, I don't really remember it that much. But Tennessee... UConn, yes. but UConn has kind of slipped here of late. But, I mean, they have three losses already in the Big East, but they did lose at Providence, yeah, at Xavier, and at Marquette. And at Marquette. Like, that's a tough slate. You would like to see a team that's probably going to be, that you would hope is can make a Final Four run, win one of those games, but mm-hmm. no. And, and no. then maybe... Ohio State. No, I would go Texas, Purdue, and Alabama is probably like that. And UCLA is that next little tier there. Kansas State. <laughs> Kansas State, picked to win to finish last in the Big 12, is currently ranked 11th. And I mean, Keontae Johnson has been the story for that team. I mean, what he's been doing there, the fact that he's playing, like we talked about it before, is phenomenal. And the fact that he's sort of been back to old Keontae is great for Kansas State. I only imagine how good this team could be, could have been if Pack would have stayed. Yeah, but also I don't think like Noel's taking off as much as he does cuz I mean they're basically he's used to come off the bench for Pack, but obviously he's been huge, but like you said Conte Johnson literally hasn't like missed a beat. Yeah, and uh just to talk about teams that absolutely suck ass, the Kentucky fucking Wildcats. Oh my god. Plus it- 20. Versus South Carolina, at home, and lost the game outright. Well, you, you said plus twenty, or they were twenty point favorites. My bad. And lost heads up to South Carolina. They're not good. What so fucking hour it, is Calipari on the hot seat? I don't think so. There is some injuries to blame there. Like Toppin didn't play in that game, but like they still brought back a lot of players from last year. Sheikways. Yeah, still, obviously the player of the year. The reigning player of the year. Like, was Grady, Kellen Grady and Ty Ty that important to this team? Like, it's a lot of familiar faces. Carson Wallace has also been kind of dinged up a little bit. We alluded to it also in our basketball preview, the quick one we did before. Obviously, we had, like, picks and stuff for football. Gonzaga's not Gonzaga. No, they're really not. They, I mean, I, well, you already know about the, parlay that I had with Gonzaga and had to watch them play Santa Clara and that was a fucking nail biter yeah this Gonzaga team I know you talked about it in the preseason like you got to throw money on Gonzaga I I don't know if we would I'm not touching it I mean they're still 14 and 3 and they're 8th in the AP right now but it hasn't looked good the thing that's killing me, and you actually talked about it today, is just how irrelevant Malachi Smith is for this team. I mean, eight points. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bartorvik had him projected to be a 20-point scorer here. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, the offense is still clicking pretty well. I just I don't know if we realized how much Chet Holgram cleaned up for this team. Yeah, I mean, 
And like, I mean, Timmy's still doing the same thing he's done year in, year out. But man, it's just like, it does not look good. No, they're actually ranked behind St. Mary's and Kempom right now. St. Mary's is the favorite to win the WCC. Um, moving a little down the line, like Duke. Duke's yeah, the got- whole ACC <laughs> is kind of down in my opinion. Yep, Clemson's the top team in Kempom, and they lead. The really, game. even over Virginia. Yes. Wow. Or not, my bad, not in Ken Palm. And there are five of them. They're the ones leading the conference, my bad. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. They have not watched it. Mm-hmm. Duke's was slated to be super high because but of also, all these freshmen. You know, yeah, because uh, of the freshmen. And as we know with watching college basketball, by tournament time, they're going to be hitting their stride. Not Derek Lively. The player the, that was the nat, um, number one overall recruit, mm-hmm. no. No, that guy is not good. He is not good. He, See, this shows how much I haven't paid attention yeah. to Duke. Do you know how – do you remember Harry Giles that played at Duke? Yes. Who was projected number yes. one, too? Very similar. Four points. He's going to be like a four-point scorer. That's very unfortunate. The problem is, though, when it comes to – I don't know I don't know how they do it for in football, but basketball, the recruiting rankings, to me, are more based off of where these guys are like pro – like being a pro prospect. So like Derek Lively is going to be a pro prospect. He's seven foot tall and can run and can jump. Yeah, I mean I I'll be honest. I'm like I'm into football recruiting as far as the rankings and the ratings that they give them. I don't fully understand it. They I know that they try to do it based on five stars will be immediate start or should be immediate starters or immediate impact. Four is like. Kind of like a role player, D th- or uh, three stars supposed to be at least a D one athlete. Okay, so I mean, basketball is supposed to be that way, but like, no, like if they no, had rankings not. based off like how good this guy is going to be in college, the rankings would be completely different. I'd love to know what where the rate, how big the gap would be in ratings if like Webb and Yana could be in like recruiting. Oh, the gap, <laughs> yeah. the giant gap. Like he's. He's a like the first ever 2.0 athlete in the <laughs> Yeah. Like Lively is probably I've honestly been trying to see if I could find any book that has odds on Webb and Yana be number 1. Yeah, pick. that's going to be minus 10,000 if not. I'm more. just waiting to find it somewhere. I mean, you get really good odds to bet Scoot Henderson at 2. Yeah, what is it? You plus just, a thousand. You just know it's not going to happen. Yeah. But yeah, that's something that kind of gripes me because like Lively's probably going to be drafted could be drafted ahead of Sensiball. And Sensiball was, what, like a 40-some-odd? Stop talking about Sensiball being drafted. I hate the for back-to-back years. We bring in a good freshman, blows up, and is now going to be a fucking first-round pick. I am so happy for Bryce because, like, he was kind of the under-talked-about recruit that came in this class. I'm pretty sure Bruce might have been more rated than him. But also Sensabaugh in, what was it, like spring game or like some fall game that he played in ends up dropping like 50-something? Or was that Bruce? I don't know. Sometimes I get Bryce and Bruce when they were – before they became came to Ohio State, I get them mixed up because Bruce and Bryce. Yeah, understandable. But, I mean, when it comes to being out on the court, Sensabaugh is a dog. But also – I am Ohio State biased. We all know this. 
I'm very concerned about this team without Zed. I don't know how. I don't know if he's supposed to be back for the Minnesota game tonight. And Okpara has. You done, don't need him for Minnesota, but but I, yeah, I mean we're still 15 point favorites. But uh, Okpara has stepped in very well. But man, Holtman, you gotta get some fucking like depth at tall fucking. Depth. I mean they're out there. I mean the, there's 1500 guys in the transfer portal. You can find one. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be good. But just, be- you just need a body. Before we get out of here, we can't talk about, because we're going to be, I mean, we're going balls in a college basketball. So we need picks, news, notes, whatever. Um, we can't get out of here without talking about Louisville. What a start to, um, God damn, the coach is going to escape my name. Escape your head, you mean? Is this? Yeah, you know what I mean. But, but- I mean, I had some gripes about this Louisville team without having, like, literally any guards to play. And I knew that was going to affect them. I didn't think they were a tournament team. But 2-15, Connor, 0-6 in the ACC. Granted, that one, their one win was a very good win against a good Western Kentucky team. Well, kind of good. An okay, an okay Conference USA school. But, and a SWAC team. But also at the same time, we all know where Connor's brain's been at when it comes to Louisville basketball. Fade, 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 fade. But I think it's like the last, I want to say it's the last three games they have actually covered. So I'm staying away from them, but they are fucking bad. It's typical. Vegas has caught on to Yeah, it's a typical overinflation. It's actually a better time to start backing them. But, but I don't trust them enough to back them. I mean, their schedule coming up here, and the ACC is down. Yeah. They still they play at Boston College and at Notre Dame. Those are spots where I think they could get a win, but they're on the road. I mean, they're not beating UNC. They're not beating Pitt, who's been a very, very, very surprising team. That's yeah, I team. have noticed that Pitt ha- is not the shitty Pitt that we're used to. Here's the game of the year here. Saturday, February 4th, home against Florida State, who is also – been terrible with a lot of guys returning from last year. I'm not really sure what's going on there with Leonard Hamilton. I thought Stetson pulled out an incredible upset week uh, opening night, but then UCF went in there and beat him, and then Troy beat him. I'm like, oh no, yeah, this yeah. Florida State team might just be bad. Yeah, I kind of had caught on to that a little bit with Louisville, seeing how bad FSU was, and I kind of stopped fading them after a while. But yeah, I mean. The ACC, man. It's bad. Uh, like, are they even going to – I think, How many do they get to the Sweet 16? How many do they get to the Sweet 16? None. Oh, God. Um, I mean, it's hard, Virgi- it's it's hard, hard without with the bracket. Vir- it's really hard to do without the bracket. I think yeah. they probably get – I mean, right now, Joe Lenardi has us getting – or the ACC, I guess it's not – my team, but has us getting six teams in. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're getting six teams in. Of those teams, I mean, Virginia would probably be the one, but I still just don't – I don't think that Virginia team's very good. I think Miami probably has the most upside to make another run. They have been, like, very, very trendy. Like, with – obviously, Isaiah Wong and then Nigel Back coming in and Amir down low – he was that kid I was telling you about from Arkansas State that was like 6'8 and averaged like 14 rebounds, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, 
still 10. So, yeah, he can basically rebound no matter where he is. But, Connor, we're going to be out of here. We will see you guys next week. Peace.